This is a podcast from Partnerships for Wellbeing. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Ways to Wellbeing, coming to you from Partnerships for Wellbeing here in Inverness. I'm Jeff Sosinski. I'm 59 years old and all going well, hope to turn 60 in January. And I mention that because my guest this time around is just a wee bit older than me, and it seems she's a wee bit worried about that. Kay Adams, a regular on ITV's List Women and host of BBC Radio Scotland's morning show, turns 60 in December. And she's been sharing her thoughts about that in a podcast series and a live show at this year's Edinburgh Fringe. Kay, welcome to Ways to Wellbeing. Oh, thank you, Jeff. But listen, we need to get something sorted. I mean, I need days in terms of how much older than you, than you are, <laughs> than I am, than well, you. So what's your date of birth in January? Uh, 22nd of January. Oh, right. I'm the 28th. So it's less than a month. This is quite good, but... <laughs> You're so lucky you've got 1963 and I've got 1962. I'm very Absolutely. jealous. Well, my, my, my wife is just uh, just about to turn 60 and uh, she's delighted that she's getting a free bus pass and is planning to roam, <gasps> roam the country. Oh. So, uh, but she just got confirmation of her bus pass today. So it's uh, so the question for you, Kay, I mean, what is all this nonsense about? Why are you so worried about turning 60? <laughs> Well, yeah, you're right. First of all, it is nonsense. And uh, I'm the first person to acknowledge that. Um, I'm, you know, very fortunate at this point in my life. As as you also said, God willing, you'll make it to January. God willing, I'll make it to December. I think I've always had a bit of a thing about my age. Um, uh, And I blame my my dear departed mother um, because it was something that she was absolutely maniacal about you know if any either of us as kids myself and my brother dared mention her age out loud and company or whatever um there's nothing that she would get more annoyed about than than that we could have trashed the house and she would have been less annoyed than if we'd mentioned her, her age in public which of course was you know a huge amount of fun in the family over the years and I thought it was ridiculous then but I must have allowed that to seep into my bones Um, and then funny enough where where your birthday falls I mean as it happens I was the youngest in my year by a reasonable amount I I don't know why went to school at just four and a half Um, and so I was used to doing things sort of young for my age do you know And, and I I must have got some kind of satisfaction or gratification from from that. You know, you pass this test. Oh, you're young for your age. Oh, you're young for your age. Um, And then, of course, when I was no longer young, um, I don't know, it must have just come and hit me in the the head. And, you know, intellectually, I know it's bonkers. um, And I really should be approaching 60 with a huge amount of gratitude. But... What your brain says and what your heart feels mm. sometimes don't match up. And, and I guess that's what I am trying to work out with the podcast, because intellectually, I know it's stupid. Emotionally, I struggle with it. Also, culturally, I mean, attitudes towards being 60 have changed significantly, haven't they? Well, yeah, they haven't. And funny you should say that, because um, I made the, the very grave mistake of going down a Twitter rabbit hole the other day. Um, and I think 
oh, I don't know. Anyway, I was the subject of some discussion. And I had done an article for the Daily Mail about, you know, how I felt about my age. And I was sort of confessing that I had lied about my age to my elder daughter, which I did. Um, and so anyway, this guy had written, um, huh, you know, I saw... Kay Adams saying that she had lied about her age to her daughter to appear younger. I always thought she was 68 anyway. <laughs> and, you know, so he's like, oh, well, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But what was clear in that is that to suggest that I was older than I actually am was a, a term of insult, mm. you know, on his behalf. So, he clearly thought that that was a wounding comment to make. And so going back to your point about, you know, the culture in, in many, many ways, and, you know, I'm not going to say it's worse for women than men because we'll experience it differently, but certainly as a woman, you do experience it in a certain way. And, you know, being older is rarely seen by the wider society as a positive thing. And of course, you've got to own that as an individual and you've got to make a decision as to how you want to age and what your own personal attitude is going to be. But that isn't going to necessarily change the attitude of the wider society. And at the moment, I would say it's probably not that positive towards older women. Yeah, maybe. Do you find yourself, because I do this a wee bit, comparing yourself to celebrities, film stars who are the same age as you, I mean, I, I, I always say I'm the same age as Tom Cruise. And so I measure myself <laughs> as I keep looking at him, thinking, yeah, well, a wee bit of work and I could look like him too, you know, plus I'm taller. Uh, you know, a lot going for me. <laughs> uh, do you do that? Do you, do, do you have film stars that you compare yourself to? Well, interestingly, as a woman, you don't do that because, you know, female film stars who survive to the age of 59 or you know, older tend to be the the cream of the crop. Funnily, you should say that. I was looking at a photograph today of Demi Moore, who's 59, in a bikini uh, with a body like an 18-year-old. And yeah. with the best will in the world, you know, that is way, way, way out my reach. I can't do your Tom Cruise thing. Um, it's either that or what you will also see is a picture of an older woman who, you know, sort of very famous film star or whatever, who was deemed to be gorgeous in her late twenties, and now you know, oh God, look at her now. Um, so it tends to be either an unattainable ideal, or oh, she's let herself go. What I do do, which is probably even more weird than what you do, yeah, is that when I see obituaries, I always check what age they are. <laughs> it's a bit grim, isn't it? But yeah, I do do that. Well, I mean, do you think about your own mortality? I mean, I, it is true to say, we can't deny it, that we are running out of tomorrows. So mm -hmm. <laughs> do you think about death and, and the end of life much? Um, I don't, actually. Um, no, no, I, I don't. I suppose, you know, my mum and dad, uh, well, my, my dad died in 2017 and my mum died in 2018 after um fairly extended periods of ill health for both of them so really difficult years for them and obviously really difficult years for the family and I do fear that um, 
not just for myself, but for my daughters, because, you know, I had my kids when I was a little bit older. And so I don't really want them to have that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that's in our power. But if I've got an anxiety, but I, I don't spend a lot of time dwelling on it, I have to say, I really don't. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. But if, if I was to face a fear, it would be that. But going back to this, this issue of the industry you work in, um, and we keep hearing that things have changed. You know, we look at the television and there's Angela Rippon and Gloria Honeyford on the television. I mean, is that just tokenism or are things really changing in the, in the industry you work in for older women? Yeah, no, I think I do think they are. I, I mean, I do think there is a lot to be positive about. And, and those names that you mentioned, no, I don't think it is tokenism at all. You know, they're very accomplished uh, broadcasters. And also this kind of modern era of television, um, your audience is growing up with you. Mm -hmm. You know, your audience doesn't stay still. And, and particularly in, in, you know, the current technological era that we are in, because we're seeing a bit of a divide in that the older audience is going with television, you know, yeah. terrestrial television as we know it, and, and the younger audiences tend to be going in a direction towards streaming. So um, the audiences are getting older and they want to see themselves reflected on television. Um, and so I think all of that is, is, is good. So things are definitely getting um, better. I think in terms of, I think for women who are in the public eye, because of what they contribute, um, I'll say intellectually sounds very grand, but you know, because of their um, mental contribution, if you like, rather than just to look at. Um, I think, yeah, things are very, I mean, look at Kirsty Wark. I mean, she's doing Newsnight. Nobody's, I, I can't imagine anyone thinking, questioning Kirsty's age or even thinking about Kirsty's age on Newsnight is utterly irrelevant. She just does a really good job. I think for women who in the industry have been known to look a certain way, I think possibly they find it more difficult. The one thing about television that I've noticed since I've got older is that I don't know who the celebrities are anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when they do these kind of reality shows or Love Island, obviously not, you know, I'm not the target audience, but um, it does baffle me a wee bit, you know, that I'm, I just I had to have to come to terms with that. I don't know. I'm I'm out of the loop of pop culture to some extent, you know. Um, I guess you keep up a bit better because of your job. Um, well, yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, you know, my job on Loose Women, you really have to be much more aware of, of popular culture. Though, I mean, I, I've kind of let go of the soaps a little bit, and you know, I always have to do my homework before we have a, a soap um, star on, but. You know, I think the nature of celebrity has changed, hasn't it? I mean, it's interesting. You'll probably refer to the fact that, you know, I'm going to do Strictly. And there has been, I think, what is a fairly common reaction of, oh, I don't know who these people are. Who are these people? I don't know they're about them. You know, and this is what you call a celebrity and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, it sounds like me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think it just depends what you're... Um, your interest is I mean if you lined up for me the Manchester United football team I wouldn't yeah. be able to tell you who any of them were and yet if you lined them up to a bunch of 
not just ardent supporters, but general football supporters, they would be able to name them. They would know what team they had been at previously. They'd know how many goals they had scored. Yeah. As, did I say that right? Goals they had scored. Um, you know, they would be, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's so-and-so. So that is the nature of celebrity. It's true. And, and Strictly being such a fun format, I remember my wife and I really enjoyed it over the year of the lockdown because it yeah. cheered everyone up. And yeah. it's a great introduction to celebrities that you don't know <laughs> and you yeah. then know them afterwards kind of thing, you know. So I think that's the beauty of that that show. It's such a it appeals to such a wide demographic. Anyway, we'll yeah, and actually to... I think the celebrity level of it becomes relatively unimportant because it's yeah. about, okay, that person, oh, that person's a great dancer, or oh god, that person's not very good, they are gonna have a struggle. So actually you know, how famous the person is becomes secondary to, you know, how you think they're going to cope. This is Ways to Wellbeing, uh, Kay. So let's talk a wee bit about your health and wellbeing. And as you approach that dreaded uh, 60 mark, although I should point out you're already in your 60th year. I'm sure you've... <laughs> you've <stopped laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, any uh, any health issues? Are you losing your eyesight, losing your hearing, um, falling down a lot, anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, I'm trying not to fall down a lot, that's for sure. Um, my eyesight, I wear one contact lens uh, because my nearsight, I think that's right. I've always had really good eyesight and got very frustrated when I was having to extend my arm to the menu, which is a classic. Um, deterioration in sight which is age related isn't it so I have got that so I wear one contact lens so um, the other eye for long distance seems to be doing okay my hearing is an issue um, and uh, to the extent that I have had sort of um, full examinations consultations on my ears and I probably should be thinking about getting hearing aids mm. Um one ear in particular has got a very, very poor level of um, of hearing and the other one is trying its very best to compensate. And I probably am getting to the stage that it is becoming problematic in certain situations. And I have been recommended to get hearing aids and I'm not in any way against that. And, you know, life is a little bit busy at the moment, but um, it is something that I will, I will pursue. And they are very discreet these days well they are and you know there's so much you know negativity around hearing aids i think you know which you don't attach to spectacles at all you know um and you know they're associated with old age they're associated mm -hmm. with what what is it yes you know all the jokes i mean my kids actually will constantly make jokes and get very frustrated with me you know when i ask them to repeat things um you know, and we've had the conversation. I said, look, just stop it. You're right. I have got hearing loss. It's very annoying for you. It's even more annoying for me. Um, I'm going to do my best to try and get hearing aids and improve it, but just quit with the jokes, yeah. you know. And I remember with my own parents who both um, required hearing aids, older than I am, actually, um, and they didn't wear them. Um, and it was, oh, I'm not wearing that hearing aid. You know, they really felt that that was a, they almost had a badge on them saying, I'm old and past it um, because of the hearing aid. And I don't want to do that. You know, I, I don't want to sort of exclude myself 
and lock myself out if there is a relatively simple way of maintaining a good level of hearing. Absolutely. What about your mental health? Where I mean, are you content with life? Are you? Do you have anxieties other than turning sixty, which uh, which you've yeah, clearly yeah. cleverly turned into a format? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, are you yeah, happy? when life gives you lemons, <laughs> are you a happy person? Um, yes, I think I don't have anxiety as such. I am a very um, introspective person. Um, you know, that term overthinker, what does that actually mean? Um, I wouldn't say I was, I'm happy. I'm not happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not I think carefree. there are people, no, there are people with a disposition that, you know, they just bounce along in life and nothing really seems to bother them. Though, again, I don't think you ever really know what's going on with any individual. Um, and that's not me. I'm, I'm not anxious but I'm a worrier. Mm. And, you know, maybe once upon a time, I would have thought that these were the same thing. But I know now, you know, with experiences of friends and family members, that anxiety is a very particular thing. Mm. And it's different from being a worrier. Um, And I'm certainly in that latter camp, I would say. Do you sleep well? Well, I sleep like a log. (laughs) Yeah. It annoys lots of my friends because that's a topic of conversation you get, isn't it, as you get older, like broken sleep. And I say, oh, I just put my head on the pillow and put the lights out and that's me for the morning. And at which point somebody usually wants to slap me. Yes, absolutely. What about the the, the perils of being in the public eye? I mean, you are subject, you mentioned some of the kind of, like, um, people trying to have a go about your age and things like that, but... I mean, you get a lot of abuse online, don't you, um, from doing television and radio more so than people used to get in the past. Mm. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, well, that goes with the territory, water off a duck's back. Does it impact on you in any way? Um, yes, is, is the answer. Um, I don't get it so much from television. It tends to be radio and you know, obviously my show on BBC Radio Scotland, which you're very familiar with. Um, and, you know, it, it mainly comes around the, the political scene in, in Scotland. As we know, uh, a lot of people have got very, very strong views in terms of, you know, independence or, you know, unionism or whatever. Um, and I guess if you're sitting on the radio on a regular basis discussing those subjects, then if a certain section of the audience feels that you are not reflecting the world the way that they would want to see it reflected, um, they hit out at you. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really does depend on your mood. You know, there are times that I can see this stuff and think, oh, you know, know, fill your boots, I don't care. Uh, There are times I see it and it really hurts me and actually it sits with me all day. And Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really does depend. And thing is you have to a lot of people say just don't look at it and I think yeah that's an option I think I've tried everything to be honest I've tried replying with smarty pants uh, responses I've tried ignoring it um you know I've tried to be funny I've tried everything um but what I don't want to do when people say just never look at it at all and my partner says that don't look at it don't look at it don't look at it 
But I, I do think, you know, as a broadcaster on a public service radio station, you have to be able to take a level of criticism. And, you know, I have to be, I am totally aware that I'm not going to get it right all the time and that I will make mistakes. And it may well be that somebody is making a very valid criticism of me that I would do well to take on board. Mm-hmm. But it's when it veers into just, you know, um, personal abuse that it becomes much more difficult to, to accept. Speaking of personal abuse, why on earth have you chosen Karen McKenzie, Karen No Filter, <laughs> No Filter McKenzie as your podcast partner, who, as you know, tells it like it is, whether you want to. And that's why I love her. That's why I love her. <laughs> you know, I was um, listening. To, I was listening back to a few of your your great podcasts, by the way, and Karen having a go at everything from your dress sense to your friendships, to your teeth, to... <laughs> at one point, you had, at one point quite early on, you said, look, there's no need for random cheekiness. <laughs> Why? Well, well, <laughs> a, I, I really like Karen. She makes me laugh, you know, and, and people who make you laugh are, are very sort of uh, precious beings, I think. Don't tell her I said this, she'll be getting a big head. And, you know... She is very direct, exactly as you say. She has no filter. Um, so I like that honesty. But also, she never says anything out of meanness. Yeah. You know, and there are these people in the world who say, oh, well, you know, I just tell it like it is. I do. I just tell people what I think. You know, your hair's horrible. Um, Karen wouldn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. everything is done with humour and nothing is done to, to hurt or to wound. And she makes me laugh. And, and I love people who make me laugh and in terms of how to be 60 the real reason though is that Karen has a very different attitude towards that milestone for me you know she absolutely embraces this time of her life she was happy to give up her work she'd enjoyed it but she sort of had enough um she uses her time to do the things that she wants to do and so it's been really good for me actually to to get Karen's perspective on things because you can get yourself in a mindset that you think that your way is the way. Um, and Karen offers a very different, you know, look at the aging process. And yeah, I, I find that it's good for me to, to think, Oh, okay. My, my way is not the only way. There are other successful ways of growing older. No, in all seriousness, I think it's a brilliant choice. I, 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 lo- I love Karen. I think, some masterstroke pairing the two of you uh, together. I can't understand why BBC Radio Scotland just don't do every day of the week with you two. <laughs> that would be the format. Take over, take over off the ball at the weekends as well. <laughs> no, no I think there would be mutiny on the bounty if well, you did that. That's that's why I'm not in charge of radio stations anymore. But there you are. Now, tell me about the the show at the Fringe. You is it you and Karen again? Yep. So it is how to be sixty podcast live um and i think it's a little bit presumptuous of us to be perfectly honest because the podcast has, pro- has only been going for four months which is a, a baby in podcast terms um but the idea was put to us pretty early doors why don't you do it live at the fringe and my immediate reaction was oh god no oh no 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 
Karen was, yeah, that would be great. And, you know, I remember looking at her and I thinking, are you serious? I said, I'm really surprised. I thought that you would run a mile. She said, no, why not? Let's go for it. Um, and I thought, yeah, why, why not? So um, we've got two dates, the 23rd and the 24th of August at the Gilded uh, Balloon. And it's very much in line with the, the format that we do, just a bit of banter about the stage of life, a third age, it's called. I hate that expression. Um, and we've got some great guests. We've got Clive um, Anderson. We've got Robert Bathurst from Cold Feet and Downton. Nadia Sawala, my friend from Loose Women's coming up. Jojo Sutherland. Um, so we're just going to have a bit of fun. And then you get that out of the way. And then the next thing to look forward to is Strictly Come Dancing. How are you yes. doing about that? Um, oh, I'm going through stages. I mean, I, I'm i very, very grateful to have the opportunity. I mean, it's a, an enormous um, juggernaut of a show. And, you know, I, I'm very lucky to be involved in it. I'm very nervous. Um, I, I agonised over agreeing to do it, not because... I didn't think it was a great show, but I thought, I just don't know if I've got it in me. You know, I'm not really a dancey kind of person. I don't have any dance experience. I suppose my age did come into it a little bit. I think, does anyone really want to see the dancing 59-year-old? Um, but I put that out of my head. Um, so I did agonise. And then, you know, it just does come down to probably that attitude that Karen had to the fringe. I mean, you know when you can probably count your tomorrows a bit more readily than you used to be able to. Um, why not? Why not? You know, when am I ever going to get a chance like this um, again? Um, it, it's going to be a big experience. However it goes, it's going to be a big experience. And I just didn't want to be sitting at the end of September watching the television and turning to Ian, my partner, and saying, I could have done that. <laughs> um, well, you know, I tell you what, Kay. Um, I've got a memory of you because we used to work together, and I remember you came to me once, or you said on air, I can't remember exactly, that we should bring back skipping. Now, I I've never skipping. knew. I never knew whether you meant skipping with a rope or the kind of skipping that Morecambe and Wise used to do at the end of their show. I think yep. it was the latter. But since you were such a keen keen on skipping, I do wonder secretly you do have some kind of dancing ability that you're keeping secret from us. Oh, well, I'm not keeping anything a secret, I promise you. I really promise you. I mean, if I discover my inner Beyonce, there's nobody going to be more delighted than, than I am. Um, I mean, you know, I'm always the person who's sort of standing at the edge of the dance floor. I'm not the one who's rushing up, you know, at the weddings when the band comes on or whatever. I tend to sort of hang back. But if I'm entirely honest... I, I kind of look on at those people on the dance floor who are having such a great time mm -hmm. uh, with a real degree of envy and, and think that does look joyful. You know, they look as if they are having such a great time. Yeah. And I'd love to be part of that. You know, I'd love to feel what they're feeling. I'd love to have that sense of just, you know, um, oh, I don't know, abandon, you know, just let go all of your hang-ups and just have a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a bit of a yearning, I have to say, whether I am capable of following through, time will tell. And surely you remember, or you did you miss the week of being taught Scottish country dancing at school? 
<laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, Scottish country dancing, I mean, that's, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, culturally, you know, other countries are brought up with the kind of sultry Latin samba type, you know, dancing. And meanwhile, we're hurling ourselves around, um, you know, like circus acts, sweating, drunken, you know, swords, ski and do's. It's not the same, is it? Well, you know, you know what BBC producers are like. I can just see it now. They'll be planning something like that exactly for you. And see you with a ski and do, a plaid skirt, uh, you know, swords, Probably. a whole lot. <laughs> well, I can do the paddy bar and I can do the travelling step. So uh, I'm off to a good start. Well, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the on the TV. I'm sure you'll do enormously well. So finally, before we go, Kay, um, if people want to skip along and see you at the, the Fringe, where should they go? I'll be delighted to see them. Um, the Gilded Balloon, um, 23rd and 24th of August. So that is um, Tuesday and Wednesday, and it is on at two o'clock in the afternoon. And it is called How to Be 60 Live. Great. Well, thank you very much, Kay. Now, normally we'd play out with our own fiction, but I think we can do something. Oh, I know what's coming. You know what we're going to do. Okay, thank you very much. Ways to Wellbeing is produced in Inverness, Scotland by Partnerships for Wellbeing, a registered charity. To find out more about our services, go to p4w.org.uk.